Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men podcast. We are We're back. We're back, baby. Chris and Ross Hi. joining me, Steve here. Paul's still very much on his way back from Spain, or is he commuting on his way home? He should be back soon tomorrow. Why did you say it? Is that right? Tomorrow he's back. There you go. I was, I, I, was, I was asking us Back a in here tomorrow. I was asking us a question. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So if you wonder where great Paul... Great start. Yeah, great. If you wonder where Paul is, <laughs> he's either... Go and check his Instagram out. He's, he's been having a whale of a time. He's been posing loads and he's, he's done all kinds. Him, him and Charlie have had a, a good old uh, little time without the kids as well. On Father's Day as well, fair play to him. How we managed to wrangle that. Some going there, isn't it? Yeah, fair play to him. Absolutely. So yeah, Chris, Steve... I think he thinks Ross, it's Father's yeah. Day. I can do what I want. I respect it. Listen, I respect it a lot. I, I game, game appreciates game. <laughs> you appreciate these things in life. We will be talking about Sadio Mane and Darwin Nunes, a bit of Calvin Ramsey as well, and then some of the new contract situations around Liverpool. We'll touch on Salah briefly on that. Not much is happening, but Naby Kite and Joe Gomez are going to feature prominently in that. But before we get to all that, guys, one of the a quick message from our latest sponsor, and now this might be the best ad read we've ever done via Mr. Chris Page. Actually, yeah, take it away, Tom. Close your eyes. Join me on this voyage. You're at home. You've checked the latest Liverpool news. You've scrolled Twitter. The house is empty. It's empty. And all you've got is your phone and the internet. What are you doing? Where does that sneaky little hand get to? What are you going to do? Open your eyes. You're playing Raid Shadow Legends with me and you are trying to beat the Doom Tower. This huge tower is basically a giant prison full of bad guys and it's failing and it's up to us to go in there, knock some heads off before they get out and to do that you're going to need an army of champions. The regular Doom Tower floors tend to be pretty easy to deal with if you've got a strong team but the bosses are proper tough and you'll need some serious specialists if you're going to beat them. A couple of bosses need specific mechanics to beat them like the Scarab King. There's also a ton of stuff happening in Raid this month. They've got special events every day, including an entirely new event for the summer solstice, the Path of Light, where you'll be able to explore three branching paths to get the rewards you want the most. On top of that, there's awesome new champions coming out and a set of skins for the amazing Trundra Guillemot. They look amazing, but wait... 
there's more raids currently running a special Deliana chase event where you can get your hands on the amazing Deliana, a brand new legendary champion from the High Elves faction just by logging in. All you have to do is log in and play raid for seven days straight between now and the 20th of July and you will get Deliana for free. That's it. Deliana is one of the strongest support champions in the entire game. This is the best time to get started in raid. And if you click the link in the description or scan the QR code here on the screen, you'll get unique bonuses worth $30. We're talking a free epic champion, Vergus, 200k of silver, one energy refill, one XP boost, and one ancient shard. So you can summon awesome champions as soon as you get in-game. All this treasure will be waiting for you, and it's that easy. Click the link in the description, and I'll see you in the game. And if that wasn't enough. The gifts keep coming. New players, listen up. Once you're in game, just enter the promo code MYDELIANA to get your hands on everything. Simple. Get 50 XP brews to instantly get your legendary hero DELIANA to max level 50 as well as a ton of silver. You know what? I am like two. Brilliant. I am two days away from getting. Deliana! I enjoying raid, are you? Yeah, five yeah. days straight. Oh, yeah, it's good. When I have the the house and insets myself, I often play with my Doom Tower as well. <laughs> you do, okay, you do. But it, this lasts a bit longer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've played. If, you're, I've played. if Summer Solstice away, that's today. I'm yeah, saying at yeah. time recording, so yeah, get involved. If you're into, a light event. Yeah, if you're into your mobile games, Raid Shadow Legends, got you covered. The link is in the description, or you can use the QR code, re rewind the video. Rewind. Is that what we still say that in these YouTube days? Skip back. Skip back. Probably better way of doing it, yeah. And uh, yeah, use the QR code, get involved as well. Uh, go and play against Chris Page. Jack, can he play against you? Galeano! <laughs> absolutely covered there. <laughs> Brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Thanks very much, Chris. Um, Kick-off question then before we start talking about all the other stuff we mentioned earlier. Very, very quickly, one from Lee Constable in our Discord chat. Uh, if you're a club legend, uh, Redman Plus subscriber, you get access to that Discord where you can, too can drop in some questions. Um, Lee asks, if you could take one rule from another sport and implement it in footy, what would it be? Uh, Ross, I'll start with you first. Uh, I've got one. It's not necessarily a rule. It's just something that happens. Okay, so you're just, you're just ignoring the question. Well, I've got a boring answer, which is like tennis and say you can have some calls of VAR, but... Okay, no, yeah, it makes sense. That part, so yeah. make VAR like an appeal, like cricket as well, where you, you can't, not everything's checked. Or the NFL, where you get a couple. You have to ask yeah. to throw the red every, flag every or do the. Three, three shouts. Yeah, like in cricket, it's the T, and in the NFL, you have to throw a red flag. Yeah, just the managers have to do that. Like, managers which, which they do anyway, but something actually happens, okay, yeah. and you get it right. And then, so, so say you're having a million VAR checks, yeah. you ask for it to be checked. But I think it would be loads better if both the teams came out and then the managers came out like Royal Rumble style. Just like, like wrestling, just to have music, like show. That's what it wants. Like Wolves. Wolves like doing that. Yeah, just a manager. Just a, man a walkout for a manager for each game. I think okay. that would add to the hype. I think that, okay. yeah. that would be wicked, actually. Yeah. Who was the linebacker for the Ravens who used to have the most amazing run out? I've forgotten. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> yeah, when he, when he told him on his last game or something, was it in the Super Bowl, was it, where they, they just let him go out on his own and he was doing his <laughs> mad thing? Like, some of that would be absolutely wicked. Um, I don't know how you'd... I'm, I'm going to do the same as what I've just called you out for, um, <laughs> by the way. I'm not sure that I'm not sure how this translates, so we're going to have to play with the rules a little touch. So in basketball, you obviously... You can't run with the ball, can you? You've got to dribble. 
I feel like in football, you can't just like kick the ball ahead of yourself. You've got to dribble properly when you've got the ball at your feet. So like, I want to see mad skill moves even when there's no one in front of you. So you've got to, if you want to go 20 yards, you've got to do some mad dribbles to get that 20 yards. I think so basically what Ronaldo play. used to do when he first came out. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What Ronaldo used to do when he came you into the league of all the players, time. Yeah. 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 Just like, you see people just, ah, oh, shit, I can't think of anything to the doing step overs, which is actually slowing them down and touch. <laughs> trying to get away from the players. But I've got to do a dribble, so I've got to do some step overs and stuff. I think that would make it There'll quite be lots fun. of players with vibes, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. It might not be the most entertaining, but yeah, I've got a few in here then. So let's have a little look in the chat. Ben says, get Rugby Simbin involved. So something between a yeah. yellow and a red, get an orange card or whatever it is, and you have Simbins as well. Mike Andrews said, get a wage cap like loads of other leagues have got. Again, could that come out of contracts later? It's could be handy answer, for us. Uh, yeah, then Spinner said the same. Yeah, the Simbin like in Rugby League. I think... The ball man said, I'm, I'm all in favour of the, the clock stopping when the ball goes out, um, but you've got like five seconds to get it back in. So you can't load a long throw up. You've got five seconds to throw in and 20 seconds for a corner or a goal kick or something. I think I'd be doing that. Speed the game up and we all get, we all know we're getting an hour's gateway for footy. Like, not Burnley way, when you get 46, sec- 46 minutes of footy in the in the action. The second one, and a, <laughs> a little bit more adventurous, I wouldn't hate if like, like a netball, only certain players could go in certain parts of the pitch. Yeah, okay. I think that could be quite cool. Like only strikers and the goalie can go in the box and one defender. What about like, anyone wants to do the Olympics and that walk, you know, the fast walking? Where you can't oh, run. yeah. Where, where, where you can't run, but you've got to keep a foot on the ground. I'm not saying you don't run. I'm just saying you've got to keep a foot on the ground at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, so, something along those lines could be quite amusing. Yeah. Clarence says ice hockey penalties. I'm like, instead of penalty shootouts. American shootouts. American shootout style. They did that in the MLS, didn't they, for a while? Awesome. Yeah, in the 90s, yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant, yeah. If you touch the ball after it's ruled to the team's ball, you're given a yellow card like a handball. Nice. You're basically ruining interceptions then. Like how are you getting the ball? <laughs> I don't understand. If it goes out of play, I mean. Oh, if you touch so it. So if it goes out for a throw and then you go and touch the ball, it's a yellow card. Or if you touch the ball when they're trying to take a free kick or stand over <laughs> it or something, that would be a yellow card. That makes sense. What yeah. about just jibbing off draws and having golden goal? Well, I... Again, no, because we're not American. They hate draws says, Over time and do away with draws. Yeah, that was one of the shows. I disagree. I'm, I, I, I bet he's American. Do you, I'd flip it the other way. American sport should include draws. Like, draws happen. Yeah. Sometimes ties happen it is what it is get over it I'm, I'm with you on that one as well but yeah okay. if you're not watching this live let us know in the comment section any uh, real changes you would like to make from other sports in the footy if you listen to us a podcast where you can tweet us at the Redmond TV and let us know um, right then let's move on the, the name of this podcast I call it A New Era it sounds a little bit like a Star Wars movie uh, it's not it's more to most obviously Chris or a baseball cap should have called it a new <laughs> yeah, yeah literally, literally a brand of, of, of cap yeah as well um, well the brands are available yeah. you can get them at Redmond can we call it a Nunes era a Nunes era. Oh, nice. I, 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 I don't know. No, I, I was going to make a joke then. It's fine. It wasn't funny. We move on. Um, you can't do that. Could have gone with Darwin. The evolution. Yeah. Uh, I, it was like an Ikea joke. I had all the bits. I just hadn't quick figured out how to put it together. So I've, okay. we're, we're I've, done what, I've done what I do with Ikea furniture here. And I'll let someone else sort it out. Usually Charlie. Um, Sadio Mane leaving, Chris. Uh, we've lost players before from the Jürgen Klopp era. Plays Jürgen Sand. Genie Wijnaldum springs to mind. We have... We, before that, obviously, Coutinho, who inherited. Yeah, big, big guns. But it feels to me like... <laughs> it, it, it does feel like like Sadio leaving to me, the, like the most significant exit of what you'd call Jürgen's proper Liverpool. So he got his team that he had, and he built it into what, what he became. And then of that, Wijnaldum had put in that as well, but Mane choosing to leave, not a contract situation, all that kind of stuff. 
it does feel like the most significant change. Like, and we'll talk about Nunes coming in a minute, but like, it is massive, isn't it? Like, we are losing one of the what you call Liverpool's legendary players at a, to another massive club because he wants to go. It does feel like a hugely significant it, moment. It, it is. It's massive. Like, I was really sad when Wijnaldum left, and I, I put them, you know, on a par with each other. To be honest with you, I think Mane's going to naturally get more headlines um, and probably a stronger feeling because of where he plays. And because if he was part of that front three, the one with Bobby Firmino and Mo Salah, that really did tear up the league for the best part of four years. Um, so for me, I can understand why there's probably more weight of feeling around Mane. I think it's probably right. We are losing, I believe, one of the top three players in world football right now. And that's hard to take. I mean, if he's up for the Ballon d'Or, it's him. It was Salah. It was Lewandowski, maybe, and uh, Benzema. So whatever, you might be talking a top five player in world football. When Coutinho left, he wasn't a top five player in world football. When Wijnaldum left, he wasn't a top five player in world football. Sadio Mane very much is. And that's the that's the difference right now is that he's one of the best players in the world and he's chosen to leave us to go somewhere else. Now, I don't think it's because he believes he can win more trophies anywhere else. I do believe that it's because he's he's... He wants a new challenge, and I, I'm a, I can accept that as a person, but as a Liverpool fan, that really pisses me off. Yeah. At the same way, as much as I want him to do well at Bayern Munich and not well enough to to beat us to trophies and stuff, I want him to go on and have a good, a good end to his career because of everything that he's done over six years at Liverpool. That's absolutely fine. But Liverpool losing Sadio Mane is tough, and it's going to be tough to take. You know. Are we going to hit the ground running in the same way as when we've had Sadio Mane? Sadio Mane was world class at right wing, at left wing and centre forward. I don't think there's anyone else in the football club who can say that yeah. right now. Yeah. I genuinely don't think that's, that, that's the case. Luis Diaz might, might get to world class left wing for us. Nunes might get to world class uh, striker. Salah's world class on the right, not through the centre, not from the left. So we are missing a huge piece and it could be a period of adaptation for Liverpool over the next few months. Absolutely. Ross, Chris mentions the, the new challenge thing, which I, I, I do agree with. There's also there's also a financial implication in this as well. It, we, we referenced other sports earlier and in other sports, the money ball analytics of it, and it, they started doing this, especially again in NFL, a little bit in baseball as well as that. You stop giving the 30-year-old his biggest ever contract you, you, like footy does it all the time. It's like the last your last payoff is your is your thirty year old contract. Even though you're on a decline, you're almost trying to make the dough that you have not made previously. Like let's get it now. There might be a reason why Man City might sell Raheem Sterling for a similar reason. Perhaps we we know. It does feel like there's also a financial thing where basically Bayern Munich have offered them a report of upwards of three hundred thousand pound a week, and Liverpool have just gone no. Like we we, we are not the best paid players at the club. Need to be in their peak years, and Sadio Mane has. Brilliant as he's been, I think we we've seen little tiny downgrades in him, and I think if someone somewhere's gone, actually, no, we can't afford. We're not paying you for past performance. We're going to pay you for what you can deliver us now. It does feel like that conversation might have happened. Whereas Bayern Munich are doing it differently. Man United tend to do it differently. They are willing to go big for one final contract to get the star player in. Works both ways, short term, long term. It does feel like a little somewhere the decision's been made. I'm not sure we do. We're aware side for not having Sadio Mane in it right now. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think there's other circumstances around that of, you know, if you give it to Mane, then you have to give the same to Salah or more to Salah and it has knock-on effect. Van Dijk wants which, it, which Alisson why, wants it. Which is why we won't change. Then Trent will want it and then people that are coming to your club will want, want more as well. It's just like, we, that's just how we, how we work and how we're run. And then Sally Mane's probably seen players around the world that are on of a similar age. And you just talked about them being in the top five world footballers in, footballers in the world, sorry. 
what's Messi on? What's Ronaldo on? What's David De Gea on? Like, I don't know, like you just said, like some of these clubs, Man United, just throw money at people. I think Sancho's on, on quite a lot for his age as well. Yeah. He would just be seeing that and go, and probably his agent as well, going, actually, come on, there's the one last payday here. If Liverpool don't want you, go and do something else. I have zero problem with him wanting a different challenge because at the same time, when Thiago comes in, like Sam, he's won everything at Bayern Munich. He wants a new challenge. Come here, mate. You know, we understand you want to do something different. If Sam Mane, and I think there's been rumoured to believe these past two, three years that he's wanted to, he's wanted to go. Not just financially, he just wants to do something I think, different. I think he might, if it were for COVID, he might yeah. have so, so he might have yeah, seen yeah. something different. There was the piece with Jamie Carragher did on Monday Night Football when he talked about Barcelona's front three and that something changing every two or one or every two seasons, you know, whether it was Eto, whether it was Neymar, and Messi was always the constant. But David Silva yeah, before. Yeah, David Silva, you know, you have to change things up. So it's just Wait, really David sad. Vier, sorry. Yeah, it's, David, it's just sad that you have to. That, that we're seeing something separate and you know maybe that front three would have departed three years ago but like you said with COVID we, we just don't know I think it's also hard because of recency bias I think a lot of a lot of people are doing that he wasn't great the first half of the season but he played a hell of a lot of football went to Afcon come, come straight back and then played centre forward and he changes and you think fucking hell you, you know we've got Sadio Mane back again whereas Salah seems to have gone the other way and people are just dead quick to wash their hands of, of players but this is all the blow is softened if Nunes hits the ground running. If Diaz carries on, carries on his form, if Salah you know regains his form, Firmino comes back. Like, not that, not that you just forget about Sadio Mane, but it's just easy to go actually. Sam, we got we got the most of what we could out of Mane. He's moved on to, to better things, and eventually, you know, the, the, our team has to change as well. Does the obviously Nunes softens the blow, Chris? It really does. You know, they have identified a player who could become the record sign of this football club, and. Having beaten Van Dijk, beaten Allison, like two worldy players, he's, there is pressure on him. I think what you made the point you made just earlier on, Liverpool are worse right now for not having Sadio Mane. Scott says here in, in the Discord, like no one, will, no one will miss him if Nunes has 15, 20 goals by Christmas, which I think's fine. Sorry, it was a quad body who said that, which I agree with, but. That's huge pressure on that kid to walk into. Not only are you coming to Liverpool, Virgil van Dijk wasn't replacing Alan Hansen. You know, he was replacing Dejan Lovren. Allison wasn't replacing Roy Clemens. Ray, Ray Clemens. Ray Clemens, he was replacing Carius and Mignolet. Like, Darwin Nunes has got to come in and replace Sadio Mane. Now, one of the best players in the world, a Liverpool legend, an icon, one of the best forwards we've ever had. That, that, that plus the fee, heaps more pressure on him. Yeah, and he looks like the type of person who's going to thrive in that pressure situation, to be honest, from from what you've seen so far and from, from what you've seen at Benfica, because let's not forget, they broke their transfer record to go and get him as a really, really young kid. Maybe was he 20 years old, I think, when he when he moved to Benfica. So he's dealt with the pressure of a, of a big transfer, being a club record signing for a club, a club that can challenge year in, year out in a, in a league. So he's had that and he's had that little experience, which is good for us because he knows that, but he's not had the pressure of replacing Sam. Sadio Mane, one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Now, is he a direct replacement? Who knows what the plan was for Sadio Mane this season? Maybe it was centre forward because he was absolutely brilliant towards the back end of last season. Yeah. But, you know, I, I go back to it. For me, Liverpool are a worse side now. Um, they've got the potential to become a better side. And that's what I'm going to cling on to. You know, I'm not throwing the you know the baby out with the bathwater here. I'm made up that we've got Nunes. I'm made up that we've got Diaz. Diaz still softens the blow for Mane for me. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. when we signed Diaz, Mane playing on that left wasn't playing as well as Diaz came in and started playing on that left-hand side. Mane really did, as you sort of mentioned, they pick it up through, through playing centre-forward. And he was very, very good at that. But if, if Nunes is able to get the same type of chances as Mane, then I see him bagging the same amount of goals. That, and that's the thing, isn't it? Liverpool are going to adapt and that, that's that's kind of where we're at, the new era. 
I just I can't imagine. We we just can't play the same way as we did with Sadio Mane without Luis Diaz. Is completely different. The, the similarities they both got electric pace, but they do they are very different players. Nunes isn't like anything we've had for a long time. Really, there's not you know well we've had Roberto Firmino essentially and Sadio Mane playing up front. He's not unlike that Ross. I don't know what it is that Jürgen's got in in his in his head, but I'm excited to see it. And I, I suppose that's different as well. Like it's about freshening things up. It's freshening things up for Jürgen and the coaching staff, the fans, the team around them as well. Like that that is exciting for us all. And that's why Mane was so good in a, in a nine, I think, because it was a refreshment for for him, wasn't it? You know, doing the same thing of like down left wing, running the players. Okay, there's two people in front of me, cut inside. You know, probably worked out, and that's that's possibly why Diaz was so effective. The element of surprise for us. As fans watching, I don't know what he's going to do. So as the defender supposed to know? Same, same with Nunes as well. And just to go back to the circumstance stuff as well. And I think you can potentially be critical of Liverpool for this if you, if you want to be. The fact that if you... Sadio Mane says, I want X amount of money or, or I'm going. Salah's in the same situation next season. Can you afford to lose Salah and Sadio Mane? Both on the free next season. Well, actually, okay, we'll sell Sadio Mane for, what was it, 30-odd million in the end plus, plus add-ons. Contributes towards Nunes, and I think we'll probably lose Salah on a, on a free next season. Yeah. And it's not, it, it, you're not doing it in one. You, you're you, not doing it in one. Yeah, yeah. You, you've already got. You've already seen where you're at. So you someone, know where someone's had to make a financial decision there and gone sound. We, like you said, we can't pay him his wages. He wants. He wants to go for two, three years. Let's just sell him. Yeah. Ultimately, I think when you look at it in the cold light of day, Liverpool signed him for thirty million. It's going to rise probably to close to forty-two and a half, which was Liverpool's asking price. You're potentially making twelve and a half million off him, and you've had his six best years. Yeah. That's good business. That's what we were told that FSG would do and when they brought, well. um, uh, yeah, when they yeah. brought, when they bought the club, and they've gone and done it. Now, what we've got is a lad who could potentially play for a lot longer for Liverpool in in Nunes, and a, a lad in Diaz who could potentially play for a lot longer than six years in the red shirt, and that's obviously great as well. You know, for me, a lot's been made of this eighty-five million uh, for Nunes or whatever it ends up being. But it's also spread over an extra year. And as we know with the transfers, it is spread over the course of their contract. So actually, 85 divided by six is a lot less than 85 divided by five, isn't it? And so, a lot of that, he's got, he's got to win things to get that. So yeah. he, and if he's winning things, he's justifying his pay. It all ties back in together. So that that's, I, I'm with you on it. There's a lot of trust there in Nunes, a six-year contract what, as well. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. And his wages are less as well. Liverpool less. have put the eggs in the basket, though, haven't they, really? And again, that, that was that's my only thing with them. I completely 100% Ross trust the transfer team because they've done amazingly. They've had very few proper misses. And even if it's been a miss, it's been like one that you can kind of get away with. I was with, having really. a conversation with a, with a man the other day um, about about it. And, you know, I said something very similar to him and he, he, he flung back a picture of Naby Keita. And I was like... Yeah, but we were talking about bad signings. Nami Keita wasn't a bad signing. I don't think he fulfilled his potential or has fulfilled his potential yet. But the, uh, uh, when it comes to transfers, it's very black and white, isn't it? There's no grey areas and stuff. Nami Keita hasn't been a bad signing for Liverpool. He just probably hasn't been worth 50 million quid yet. But he's still got the potential to be able to do that. And that's, uh, that's where I find it difficult sometimes is you can't judge a transfer on the first day they sign. You've got to judge them after six years. You know, Sadio Mane was builders being overpriced and, you know, Manchester United ended up didn't want him and all that type of stuff. You look at it now, it's a fantastic signing. Um, like one of the best we've ever made. Yeah. Maybe Jürgen's most important because he started it all. You know, obviously Alisson, Van Dijk, etc. I'm not getting into it. But you, there's a, there's an argument for Manny being the most most important, certainly. He set us on this path to being, you know, winning everything. So Nunes could be exactly the same, but we can't judge that. Certainly not after 
you know, a week when he's not kicked the ball and even in pre-season, you can only judge it after a year or two. And 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 that's that's tough to take because it takes time. And yeah. on that the Ross that that and, and with you, it, but if we're all after immediate success with a team that that is primed to win stuff but you know, it's not like there's lads who are at peak ages or even teetering towards the edge. That Muhammad Salah is one of the examples who just teetering towards the, the latter years, which is mad by the way, 30s. I understand what I'm saying, but you get what I mean in that they're getting there. Liverpool have got time to afford a settling in period for Nunes, new language. Doesn't Obviously, we know he doesn't really speak a word of English. Someone taught him to say, like, boss or something. Other than that, that that's a lot of, again, you are... You're, I'm with Chris on the fact that, you know, he has got time on his side, but also there's a lad, Virgil van Dijk isn't going, oh, in five years' time, Nunes, I'm signed with him, Wait, developing. This, sorry, sorry to interrupt. If this was six months ago, everyone would be thinking Jota starts anyway. Yeah. It's just that the back end of the season wasn't great for Diogo Jota. Yeah. So let's not forget about Roberto Firmino and Diogo Jota there and, and a lad Diaz that we know is is is, is, is brilliant and has that has yeah. had that adaptation period. Yeah. He's had six months. Liverpool's side is one player different on the first day of the season, as I see it. To last season, and we've got an out and out recognised striker in for a lad who was filling in a striker. But it could, or it could, he could go Jota, and it's the same. Yeah. If, 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 if we've seen so, this, so how long does it actually take to adapt to that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good point. Like I say, it's weird then, because we've seen lads like Fabinho take his time to get settled, Robertson took his time and stuff. But the difference with them is that they were kind of backup players. If the lads who the lads who came in and hit the ground running, Allison. Virgil van Dijk, they were bought to play. Mo Salah. Mo Salah, they were bought to play. And Fabinho had his adaptation period. Robertson was brought in as a backup. Yeah. You know. And look at the roles within the team as well. I think it takes a lot, especially for like Fabinho's role, to, to learn position where you need to be, reading the play, understanding your team, which I think Diaz has been slightly different in that sense of like, he's been told, just go and beat yourself, just get to the end of the season and, you know, work, work the rest out later. Robertson's obviously got to be disciplined in his defensive work as well, getting forward, so it's a, lot, it's a lot harder than just kind of playing up front, feed off your teammates. But all transfers, you need time to adapt. Like, how many times have we seen, like, I and mean, it's quite ironic, a Man United fan was telling you about navigating. Like, how, much, how many times have they spent loads of money on players that were coming in to be the big thing? And yet they haven't turned up. Well, Popper's just left. Jane Sancho was disappointing for me. No, and that, but I'm with you, but that's, that's my point is that. Everyone, you can't just assume Darwin Nunes is going to be boss. He might, no. like, and, he, and, 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 that, and that's and the, that's the risk. Sadly, we know Fumino, Sadio Mane is. You've got Firmino and Jota there. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. Jota's the one, isn't he, Ross, for me? Jota, I'm with John Firmino to an extent, but I think Jota's the one. He's prime age. Like, if I'm him, I'm thinking, forget about the new lad. I can, I've got a chance to nail myself down in this team right now. He was on fire. He started both seasons, like, a house on fire, and an injury has kind of kicked him in the balls at the wrong time. And then when he's come back, he hasn't quite got at it. But like I say, and Perry mentioned in the comments here, as well, like, you know, if Jota's firing them in while Nunes settles, we're absolutely fine with that. Don't worry about it. There is a chance Jota could... He is he is ready to be... I think Jota's on the teetering of, like, world class. He has to just do it over a, a whole season. It, this, this could be his opportunity too. Yeah. And that was a good thing about the, the the original front three is like you always go through periods where one of them wasn't firing all cylinders but it was fine because one, the other two were, were doing it. That's the point that Liverpool need to get to as, as the comment says. So yeah. I think there's always pressure when there's a price tag. I think there's probably more pressure because Haaland's coming in as well and it'll be, you know... People are going to compare yeah, the two. No continue, like he's already started. He's going to continue his comparison. So he signed for this much. He scored this many goals whereas like who gives a fuck really like it just doesn't really matter as long as we're doing our job and Nunes is doing his job then it doesn't matter it doesn't matter mm. but to, to, to tie a bow on this one Chris like it is like is this like the most significant change of a player from one to another that you think of the, Van, of the since Klopp got his team so I'm talking since he signed Allison, since he advanced we had a world class league winning team this is like the biggest change we've had isn't it again how do you, is it nerves is it excitement 
it's both, to be honest with you. And I, I think that's right. And you circle back to the the top, the top, the start of this topic is that Sadio Mane is going to be very, very difficult to replace. He really is, and it might take more than one player to replace him. And that, and that's where it comes down to. We might see more Jota on the left hand side again. You know. Um, we might see Firmino playing a little bit more all over the place. We might see a change of formation. It's the not knowing, isn't it? But, you know, for me, in potential, Liverpool could be a better side. But right now we're not. And that's that's tough because I think when you're competing for a title with Manchester City, you've got to be your best from week one. And I don't think Liverpool are going to be the best from week one. But I think the difference is, I think we've got a world-class team. When you throw it back to when Sadio Mane came in, and the probably feeling was quite probably similar. You know, thirty million pounds when he came in six years ago was was quite a lot of money, for, especially for Liverpool spending money. You know, always he's going to be any good. What's he going to be? He happened to start like a house on fire, and he was excellent. That, that first goal against Arsenal, I think we all went to fucking hell. Got got ourselves a player. That's, now, the, but, 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 that's but, the potential, but, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, but he never had. Van Dijk and Allison and all yeah, these other true, players around them, which helps subsidise. Like, if you don't have a good performance, it's okay because you've still got like 10 other world class players around you. Yeah. And last week, obviously, me, three guys here in the studio, we reacted to the fixture list as it came out uh, the Premier League. If you know Redmen reacts, that's on Redmen Plus now. If you want to go back and watch or listen to that, the fixture list might have done us a favour in this regard. Then, Chris, it might take us a little bit of time, you know, to get up to speed and where you're at. Well, Fulham, Palace, Bournemouth, and Newcastle, four of your first five games are a tip to Old Trafford there as well. Like, some, the, 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 there's opportunity there for Ross to say if someone is just struggling a little bit and you need to bring them along, the other 10 lads can be Fulham and Palace, they can be Bournemouth, they can beat Newcastle. That, that's, the, that's a positive. It, 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 it isn't straight, it isn't, you know, no. frying pan into the fire straight away. If, it's, if, if Nunes and Liverpool do need a bit of time to adapt, your, your levels and your skill. And Mohamed Salah, for example, can just beat, help you beat those sides while you get there. Looking at the stats last week for the for the stat show on Redmen Plus, he he challenges for the ball high up the pitch a lot. Yeah. Now that that means he's got an understanding of how to press and when to press, and he wins the ball back a lot. I think we saw that Great. against us a little bit as well. Yeah, I think that's and and, and that's good. That's what you need, I think, to showcase before you get to Liverpool that you've got the capacity to be able to do that and the willingness to be able to do that. I think that's important. Where Liverpool will be better, I think, from from week one is they'll have a a, a better finisher. So where we may see or may come unstuck, and this is where I'm getting back to to what you've asked me, Sting, is I think it's going to be tougher against Manchester. Excuse me, against Manchester City, against Chelsea, against the sides that keep the ball, maybe some big Champions League games. Because although he's good at it, you might not be in the right position to be able to do it. Liverpool might not press as well as a team with Nunes up top. But against the teams that you've mentioned, we're probably more likely to score more goals because he's just a little bit different. He's a bit bigger. He can get in the end of Trent's crosses if they're sitting low block and stuff like that. So in that regard, we'll be better. But where we'll be worse is where we come up against you know another great side. And that's where you know you might see a Jota or a Firmino start yeah. in those early season games. Yeah. Maybe, was it Manchester United, the first big away game, something yeah. like that. Maybe it's a Bobby Firmino rather than a Nunes because he understands the press slightly more, etc. And on big games, like Sadio's a big game player, Nunes has got to become one eventually yeah. to justify his fee rush. Like Sadio, my, I'm going to make Joe, who's a big City fan, he said, like, he's the player who scares us the most. Like, and on most Salah scored worldies against us, but we were terrified of Sadio. We saw that in the FA Cup semi-final, we saw it in games, he scored in both league games against them as well. Like, That is the thing for Nunes now, is to justify your fee, and I know it's easy, you know, what it is. He'll be judged on how he performs. If Liverpool win trophies with him, he's got, he, that is something he's going to have to get used to. He should... That is, it is. It's the facts. Like you sign for Liverpool, there's pressure on your shoulders. Yeah, and again, 
the price tag doesn't help. But Liverpool had to go out and buy someone, didn't they? And they've yeah. identified him. I trust our recruitment team. I know you can say Naby Keita, but besides that, really, have Liverpool made a bad signing on the, since Jurgen Klopp's come in? Probably not. So hopefully, hopefully that trend continues. And the other thing is as well, there's something to be said for just going out there and getting it done. And and knowing that, you know, imagine the confidence that you're going to get if you're Nunes when you, Liverpool knew they were getting rid of Sadio Mane and they picked you. Yeah. And there was no arsing around with anybody else. It was right in, no messing around, get you on the coach. Thank you very much, medical's done. Yeah. 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 i tell you what, the, the, the other thing as well is Liverpool have got on board a striker because they need to replace someone in the front line. This thing of like Liverpool need to make a statement signing because Man City have bought Haaland is bullshit. Like you've got to buy someone just to go make a statement because you need to go to buy it. Yeah, because Cristiano yeah, Ronaldo were front on half a million grand, whatever. Half, half a million grand. Half a million. That's right, isn't it? Half a million grand or 500 grand. I don't it's know. It's the same, thing. is it? Yeah, yeah. That's, is that's it the same? Yeah, okay. I just worded it. I just worded it in a very strange way. Okay. Yeah. Half a million cool. pound a week. That's it. Not half a million grand. <laughs> That's because you, you, <laughs> <laughs> you probably earned that off his Instagram, but yeah, half a million quid a week. Like that. And listen, Ronaldo's done well for them, but it's a very short term fix. I'm with you on that yeah. one. Um, just to let you guys know, speaking of Red Men Plus, we are in the process of putting something together for Sadio Mane. Obviously, this wasn't news that we really got wind of right up. It was like the Champions League final day when we realised he was going to be leaving. So, uh, Ross has put something out, haven't you, with people to vote on their moments. Where can people find yeah, that? Yeah, go on to the written section on redmenplus.com. We'll, we'll tweet a link out after the show as well. In fact, what we'll do, we'll even put it in the description of the show as well somewhere okay. along. So go and vote for your favourite Sadio Mane moments and then we'll be recording the show later this week on those. Um, Sadio isn't the only player who's left, obviously, this summer and not the only the only Liverpool legend who's left the football club this summer. Our Lord and Saviour, Divock Origi, obviously left as well. Now, we did get wind of this one and we knew this was happening for quite a while. So producer Joe was able to put together an unbelievable documentary, Divock Origi, Liverpool legend. It's streaming now on Red Men Plus. Uh, check it out. Divock Origi, as I say, in, in my eyes, is a Liverpool legend. Top, I think. In fact, it's well in the end. Oh, it's a chance! It's headed in by Divock Origi! There'll be stories told about the Liverpool career of Divock Origi. It's towards Origi! He had moments that people will never forget. If you give me another five minutes, I think I'd have the five minutes after that goal was gone. And then as soon as that goal went in, it was like we knew we were European champions. All of a sudden he's got an injury. It kind of robs him of what the career that he should have had. Without him, Liverpool don't have some of the big moments that we've had under Jurgen Klopp. He's had the big moments that some can only dream of. There you go, Divock Origi, Liverpool legend, streaming now on Red Men Plus, both in video and podcast form. I advise you watch the video because it's really, really cool, but obviously we've all got lives to live. You've got, you've got to be on the go, so it is available as a podcast documentary as well. Joe has done amazing, amazing work on it. You'll even hear you know, insights of some of his ex-teammates, Van Dijk, Elliot, Robertson, Henderson, they're all speaking about Divock as well. Osla, yep. Neil Jones, Steve Hunter. The corner taken quickly, legend. He's in there as well. So yeah, that's on redmenplus.com now if you want to get involved right then. Before we move on to our, our next conversation about Calvin Ramsey, I've had some pretty sad news. Actually, I've seen John Achterberg, friend of the show, tweet about um, our good friend Rachel, who is one of our Redmen Plus legends. She's an absolute superstar, unfortunately. It looks like she's passed away. So I just want a quick message to Andy, who we know is a big Redmen fan as well. Rachel often attended our live shows as well. So 
uh, yeah, our thoughts with you and the, and the family and uh, yeah, really, really sad news yeah, for Rachel. It, it, She's it, a lovely lady. They, they were there at our, our live show um, last week and they've been such big supporters. I remember they were at another live show in, in town. Um, the game, with, game, yeah, with Alan Kennedy, yeah, 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 with Alan Kennedy and stuff, and she's been a massive supporter of us uh, from the very beginning. Uh, so, just want to pass on my personal condolences uh, to Andy as well, and to to all of Rachel's family because I know how massive a, a Liverpool fan she was and how passionate she was. Um, it's really, really sad news. It literally just happened while we were while we were filming. Then, um, so I'm really sorry to hear that, Andy. Hope you're okay. If you need anything at all, um, make sure you reach out to me. You, you, I think you know you've got my email address. Um, feel free to reach out. Even if it's just events from someone who's outside of your circle, please do. Yeah, I put uh, I thought with you, Andy, and all the family as well. Yeah, bless her, absolutely bless her. Right, then we'll move on to the next topic, Ross. Um, let's talk about Calvin Ramsey then. Liverpool got the deal done over the weekend, uh, not as much fanfare as Darwin Nunes got, but still enough for Ramsey. First of all, why is he number 22? What's wrong with the number two? Is it just because it means poo? Because why he's a right back, why isn't he number two? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals get more cool facts about united healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host no idea whatsoever why would you pay 22 it makes no sense i don't understand it maybe maybe you've got a was he 22 for Aberdeen? I've got no idea. I mean, okay. Well, there's no way of us knowing. We don't have computers in front of us. Um, <laughs> so, find out. so, look, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll speculate wildly. Maybe he doesn't think he deserves the two yet. Maybe he wants to break in to be Liverpool's right back. Have you guys actually heard the, does this mean Trent's going to go to midfield yet? Lots yeah. of yeah. it, yeah. I've had a bit of that it. this week, which is quite interesting. Is that because he said he'd play anywhere, didn't he? Well, I'm just more thinking, we well, didn't sign a midfielder. 
And that's what I think everyone's going, we're not signing a midfielder. Oh. And we've signed the right back. So maybe Trent's going into midfield. Fuck up, Bobby was going into midfield. Oh, who knows? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go into fucking midfield if you want, and yes. I'll wear the number two for Steve. Um, and I'll be quite happy with it. But look, I, I, I don't know. Like He looks like a real talent to me. He looks like a lad who plays the same way as Trent Alexander-Arnold, and that's brilliant. That's what we need. And a lad who can improve and learn from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, will he automatically come into the side and make Trent a midfielder not this season um, j- just not yet maybe down the line who knows um, but until until Klopp starts playing Trent in midfield he's going to be the right back yeah I think you have to applaud his attitude as well actually because I think the difficult thing with getting a right back the question always was who's going to come in who's going to come in knowing that you're up against the best right back in world football and he has been the best right back in world football for years and will continue to be yeah. are we going to you know, not on hinging but I think he's obviously made aware that there's plenty of games to play next season hopefully we go do what we did last season or get get close to that the five subs rule means you Trent can have some more time off and you can get, get some more out of him but you then replace him with quality Necker Williams looks like he's on, on his way out I know James Milner is staying but you're just solidifying your squad really but fair play to, to Calvin Ramsey to say actually I, I want to be the man to do that and it was interesting reading his interview he did say like I'll play right back I'll play left back I'll, I'll play midfield I'll, I'll do whatever you want which he wants like, to learn yeah, that's what it very, comes down and he was very confident he was like yeah, I've, done, I've got my technical ability I'm good at this I'm good at that first of all he is number 22 for Aberdeen a few people in the comments mentioned it and I googled it as well you were right, Crystal. Maybe it is just that. Maybe I've, I've, I haven't. I probably should have checked that beforehand. But really, I think it's at least. We came to the right answer regardless. You got there, Go team. Does, you... a t- does, does a number two add more pressure? On your shirt, not a, in general. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on about the night before. <laughs> just a number two. It might not, be, yeah. I should have more pressure. Like he's already coming in for Trent. If you come in and go, gives gives number two shirt. I think he just didn't want Jurgen Klopp to come in and go. Who does number two work for? As <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a twenty-year-old reference. Nice. I, can, I can completely understand the reason why he didn't go, he didn't go for it. Now, absolutely, yeah, makes sense. Um, how much do you think we're going to see of him, generally speaking? Because. A lot. He's going to be on the bench. I can see him from where I see him. Okay. How much do you think he is, if Trent isn't playing, is it 500 minutes? Is it Calvin Ramsey if Trent isn't playing? Or is it still Joe Gomez? Is it still, you know what I mean? No, I don't think more than that. Maybe, like, maybe if you're including cups and stuff yeah. like that, maybe, yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, he's probably going to get early rounds of the cups, maybe. Um, not a lot in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I, I definitely say under a 1,000 minutes in total. Yeah. You think so, wouldn't you? But, get through October with him, don't you? Well, that, the fixtures last week. It's just horrendous that month. That, that, but that's my point. Is that, you could use Joe or James there. Or something that's my point. Well, I, I've got a feeling this isn't the season where these trends rip proper back up. He might be in like a couple of cup games where you throw him in, where he might take the place that Connor Bradley was having or whatever. But I still think you know if Liverpool playing Man United away there at Old Trafford and Trent Touchwood is is unavailable. Touchwood is not, but. Gomez plays or Milner still plays. Like there's going to be an adaptation for them as well. But it's it's nice and exciting to see us that you know Liverpool have gone and got what they think is another top talent. They did it with Elliot. They did it with Kay Gordon again, a little bit younger. They've gone and done it again. The scouts have found this kid. I watched his YouTube video of him when he was like a kid doing the dancing around the, the skills and stuff. That was enough for me to sign him. They've obviously done more on it. But it, it, again, it's, it's it's exciting. And again, going back to Nunes. We're expecting a lot from Nunes. We shouldn't really expect any from from Calvin Ramsey year one, maybe even year two. No, and this is why there's so much pressure on on young players. I think we spoke about this last week or the week before because Trent is so young and so good. That's the new level that we go. Well, if you're 19 years old, you've got to be as good as him, and if you're not, then you're any crap. Which is 
which is wrong. Really. Yeah, all the best. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, which is wrong. Same with Curtis, same with, with Harvey Elliott. But and Chris says if he wants to learn, now's a good time to get him in and nurture him for a season or two under Trent or with Trent being the training ground with Thiago Trent, James Milner, you know, who's obviously staying for for another year, who can, you know, on and off the field can teach these, these people how to be. Yeah, you can look at it, can't you? As, as I, I think that the one thing is for a young player coming into Liverpool, there's two ways of looking at it for me. You come in and you're going to be the backup for Trent Alexander-Arnold for 10 years. That's the wrong way to look at it. You come in and you be the backup and you learn and you soak up as much information and you get better. And that's what clearly from from what LF, LiverpoolFC.com put out on the video section, one of their subscriber videos, when you watch that interview, that's what he's focusing on. It's about learning, it's about becoming a better player, using the facilities at Kirby to, to become more than you are right now. And then if you if you can't get in, you go and do something else. Look at Nico Williams. He's got a great career for a lad who's not been a first choice right back yet. Yeah. He's not playing he's, he's 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 the World Cup. He's, he's having a, a great career. Yeah. And this is the this is that that's the branch that you want to sort of take if you're a young player. Get myself to the best that I can be. And if I'm still not good enough at Liverpool Football Club, I gave it a fucking shot. Yeah. I, t- I, sh- I shot for the stars and I didn't quite make it. Yeah. So what? Like, you know what I mean? There's thousands of players who will have worse careers than Calvin Ramsey for going and trying and do it this way. Like, no regrets. He's not having any, is he? I love the interview. When, uh, first of all, he said, well, you know, one day right back and he was, he was, he was talking about Trent. Um, isn't it crazy, Ross, that Trent Alexander-Arnold is somebody's like role model who plays for Liverpool now? <laughs> like, it's, that's how old I feel. Trent is, because he's, he's been around for so long, but he's only a kid himself, but he says like, Liverpool asked him, you know, when he when Calvin Ramsey won his Young Player of the Year award up in Scotland, yeah. or he mentioned Trent in his in his speech, and he said, "Why?" He asked the wife, "Like, could he's brilliant, and I've looked up to him for ages." Like Trent's a role model now because that's how good he is. Trent's like, twenty two, and he's a role model for nineteen year old nineteen year old kids. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I, mean, I feel really old <laughs> thinking, even thinking about that. Is he just twenty two, Trent? Is he not like twenty three, twenty four? Yeah, yeah. He, it's ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's Come 22. on, he's got to be old. Trent, I can I can find this out as well. He is twenty three. Oh, twenty three. When's his birthday? Don't worry about it. Okay. It's in October, so he's twenty-three. Okay. But yeah, even saying like he's he's only been around, he's like been around like, in the Liverpool first team since he was pretty much Calvin Ramsey's age. That's the level Trent's got himself to now. It is it's a, it is the perfect role model, and it's a role model of how the right back role kind of plays the attack and adventure style that like yeah. Calvin mentioned as well. It, it, you, your days of Gary Neville bombing down the flank and whipping across in probably gone, or you know Nathaniel Klein who did a decent job for the poor Steve Finn and. There's no point having them as your role models. You might, if you're going to have one, you might as well have one who plays yeah. it the, the modern way. He's got Trent. What, what more could you want other than just stand next to him every day and just watch everything he does and just copy as much of it as you can? Yeah, it's, it's quite fun, actually. You, um, I watched a bit of the interview with Ali Beggs, who's obviously um Aberdeen fan and, and reporter. He basically described Trent when he said, this is what Calvin Ramsey's like. And I spoke to my granddad on Friday and he hadn't watched that video. And he said, said what's he like? Because obviously, he watches a lot of Scottish football, and he said exactly the same thing. He's like, he's a kid, but he's got, he's got we'll always, a kid will always have stuff to improve on. His, his defensive work, but going forward, he said, you got yourself a player and a half there. Yeah. Such a young age, and to have that confidence in balls to go forward. Because I think it's, I think it's half younger players, and, and this is maybe something we've seen with, with Necker Williams, which was made worse without not having fans inside the stadiums. But like, you can see his confidence was shot as soon as he got his abuse. Like if you've been up and playing in Aberdeen, you've got the fans behind you, you're winning awards at such a young age. You back yourself and then again, similar to what you said before about about Nunes, Liverpool go, we need we need someone to come and help out Trent, G mate, and you go, Okay, sound, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Sound. And I'll beat yeah. into his spot. Yeah. Like, what I thought was great is he, he sort of mentioned this thing. He's like, he clearly comes across like a very confident young person. Why not? He's had a great career up until he's this about, point. He's talking so about far. taking 10 spots. But, he, but <laughs> yeah, I know. But, but what he also said is, I'm okay defensively, which I thought was like for a really confident <laughs> player. Like, people are going to go, he can't defend. And he's going, no, I'm okay defensively. But I'm fucking where I'm at is I'm attacking. And that's what you want to see as a Liverpool player, isn't it? You know, those right backs, they do have to defend, of course. They have to defend. And Trent's massively improved the defensive side of things but what's going to set a right back apart right now for Liverpool is how they attack and he's going to because if he's going to be playing it's going to be you'd think in cup games where Liverpool are going to have a lot of the ball and, and that kind of stuff so we, that's, that's where you're going to see him more that's where Conor Bradley looked impressive at times going forward at the back sometimes he had a couple of shaky moments you know go to that penalty gives away knowledge when he just dives in Ross but if we do see him it is going to be like it's weird because you compared him to Conor Bradley who's again a kid a similar similarish age but, but Ramsey's been playing first team football for Aberdeen. He's played thirty odd games last season. He's he, he, he's he's started his proper career off almost. If there's a battle between those two, you're, you're gonna give it, you're gonna edge towards Ramsey, which makes me think like these other lads. You might you might look at a, a Bradley or a Beck or whoever go out going out on loan to try and match that experience because they're not gonna probably go and get it now. No, and they'll feel the same thing if they thought you know, last preseason they were in about the, the the squad or you know they went on preseason tour and they were getting games. I think. Bradley and Beck were two of the players that kind of stood out, actually, mm. because you had not really heard of him, but you keep an eye on him go, actually, they're, they're decent, these lads. But they'll have seen Calvin Ramsey come in and go, well, it's either going to be a kick up the arse or they won't do anything. And they probably need a kick up the arse to just do what you just said there and go, actually, I'll go and prove myself somewhere else. I'll get first-team football and I'll come back and I'll challenge for that spot. No, you're, you're right. It's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. He's one to look, he's another one to keep an eye out. Pre-season kicks off, which is crazy, by the way. We've only just finished the season. But like, Liverpool's first game was like less than a month away now already. Three, week, three weeks, three weeks. Something like that. Fuck he, off. Yes, it's crazy. Wow. Well, less, yeah. yeah, maybe less than that. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. He's he's another one you're, you're looking forward to having a little watch of, isn't he? Like we 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 kind of know every, how everyone does things now. But getting your first glimpse of Nunes and getting your first glimpse of Ramsey and, and obviously Carvalho as well, that's one of the bonuses of pre-season yeah, seeing and, these and, new lads And play. what formation we're going to play? Is it going to change? I, I know me and you agree last week that we probably think it's going to stick at 4-3-3, but do the roles change? How does the striker role evolve with, with Nunes rather than somebody else up there? This is the exciting part of the season, isn't it? Where you've got all that hope and you, you can still win the league at this point of the season, you know, and everybody's thinking that way as a football fan in England right now. I mean, only two teams realistically got a shot but um, you know it's it's fun and I'm looking forward to seeing how Ramsey does I'm looking forward to seeing some of the young guys I'm looking forward to seeing Kai Gordon again if we're going to get to see a little bit of Kai Gordon in pre-season because he was really exciting last season has he improved from last season is he going to be closer to the first team this season who knows so there's loads and loads of storylines heading into pre-season absolutely we've got a member's chat from Liam who says Ramsey's the benefit of playing and training with his idle trends as well as being in the squad with his national captain that's an immense ceiling for him and that's right it's Good point before we move on on the Robertson thing. He's got the best right back in the world, I think, he had to learn from. He's got his international captain on the other side to learn from as well. Like, if he and Liverpool if, always do better with a Scotsman in the side, we, we always yeah. do. We tend, we tend to do so. I mean, like, to be you fair, don't win the league without a Scotsman in the side, literally never happens. So, yeah, hopefully, he can kick, kick, kick on a little bit. That's a great, that's a great thing for us. Not only the trend thing, but also having Andy Robertson, a, a similar to himself, a full back who's come through in Scotland and has developed into one of the best players in the world. I mean, there's a million reasons to sign for Liverpool, but he's, they're just two extra other picks for the kid, isn't it? Like, what more can you need other than two of the best fullbacks and in the world? You can bathe in the light of Virgil van Dijk. And two lads you can relate to as well. He can relate to a young attacking right back in Trent. He can relate to a young Scottish 
fullback in in Andy Robertson as well. Stretch with Robbo, but go on. Yeah, but well, Robbo came. Well, you know, sorry, Robbo <laughs> came in his late twenties. He's done. Robbo came through the, the system. Yeah, like for his last contract now, when he yeah, 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 I think if anything, the Robertson... You can bed in Vegas as well. <laughs> the Robertson stuff will help because he'll have seen Calvin Ramsey play or he'll know a lot more and he would have got a decent reference throwing to say, actually, he is the player. But also, I think, again, touching on Nunes, is it'll just help him settle, probably. He's got someone there who's, you know, I'm sure... Who can understand what he's saying. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I'll chat with Kenny, be a translator for Kenny Dalglish. Um that that all helps because we had this conversation with with Taki and maybe some things haven't worked out for him. Even like just like little nuanced things of like you maybe he's from Scotland or he'll know or you might already have a a relationship with him. When you're 19 years old and you go away from home, even when you're older than that, sometimes it can be hard when you're 19. Biggest relationship you've got when you're 19, you move away from home, so you have a relationship with your cock, isn't it? So he's got more than that going for him. <laughs> he needs to download. <laughs> he needs to download their Ray Shadow Legend as well. Yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, but yeah, Ray his own Shadow Legend. <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what that means but it's out of the rude so we're, we're, we're going to move on yeah guys Ross just mentioned it briefly there on Red Men Plus right now if you want even more on Calvin Ramsey I spoke to Ali Begg um, that is there there you go thanks Tom can we go to the, sorry can we go to the petition that he joins up with wingmen as well I want Costas Chimacash and Ramsey and Trent and Robbo Robin. in the new series of wingmen that'd be cool you can do that yourself petition.org is it <laughs> sounds right doesn't it change that I don't know yeah fine is that that might be yeah. Sounds like something that you can delegate to Ross. Okay. It does sound like something you can delegate to Ross. Yeah, anyway, change. Just you be you, mate. You be you. Comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. The, uh, what I am. Expert insight with Ali Begg, any of that streaming on <laughs> Red Men Plus right now as well. As Chris mentioned, the statue, that is on there as well, looking into Darwin Nunes. Um again, not just blowing smoke up Chris's backside, but really, really good show. Very, very informative and even more exciting to get a new transfer. So yeah, they're both on Red Men Plus. If you want to get involved again, video and podcast. Dead easy, redmenplus.com, get involved. Sorry. Well, go on. Nothing. I have to keep it to myself. Tell us afterwards. Yeah, okay. great, great. Put that, Redmen, that can go on podcast extra. Whatever you're thinking right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so again, some of the stuff that we can put out on YouTube, we do have a podcast extra streaming pretty much straight away again on Redmen Plus. Uh, it's it's kind of like the secret club. It's a bit like Fight Club. You can't talk about what happens in it. And Ross will whatever that whatever that was, Ross has made a note of it. And he'll, he, can, he can explain what it is. Is it going to, would it get us kicked off YouTube? no. I'll tell you in the break. <laughs> Look forward to the podcast next <laughs> Right, then let's talk about contracts. Um, Salah talks, Chris Liverpool, the latest reports are just going to crack on. Uh, they're going to try and get it done. There's no confidence either way. They're, they're happy with Almost Al's acting, his performance levels, haven't. they're not worried about any of that. We can kind of park that there for now. That will rumble and rumble and rumble up until the point when Most Al probably leaves for our next summer. Um, What's interesting is that two of the more fringe players around the team, I think it's fair to say, who've had question marks, Naby Keita and Joe Gomez. The reports are when pre-season starts, Liverpool's aim is to get those two both tied down. Surprised by you? Then, like, there's even yeah, I'm probably more surprised by the Joe Gomez one. If I'm being honest, I think you know I was quite forthright with my opinions of Joe early on in last season about how I think he'd lost that little yard of pace. Um, The sharpness just didn't seem to be there for me. Probably one too many injuries is what I thought. Now, when he came in and started playing right back towards the end of the year, he laid those fears, to be honest with you. Yeah. Started to see more of the player that we'd seen previously. He clearly looks like he's up for the fight here. That, you know, he doesn't want to be a right back. We know he doesn't want to be a right back. 
but you know he believes probably you know Matip another year older that he can maybe displace Canate or, or Matip at centre half, but he's willing to buy this time, and I like that. You know, if that's something that he's open to, I respect that, you know, someone up for the fight. And um, so that probably did surprise me a little touch. Naby Keita, not so much. I think he's done really well. Uh, again, I mentioned before, I don't think he's quite fulfilled his potential at Liverpool, but he's certainly on the way to showing that he can put a full season together, which was important for him um, and being integral when he does play. Yeah, I think that the Keita one's interesting because I think there's... So many different ways you can look at it. He's a my player. He is the one who does the vibes. But but, 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 but in in doing so, I think you give him a new contract, you're showing him that you value him, potentially, which, you know, again, coming back to confidence, can do in the world. I've got to go actually over the back of me. That, 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 That helps a lot. I think if it doesn't work out, then ultimately you've just protected some of his value by giving him an extension to his contract. How many years has he got? I think he's got two left, hasn't he? Because I think. Because I think there's, was it Bobby? Bobby's only got one left as well, hasn't he? Yeah, I think. Um, but I think I think protecting. I think it's, I think it's just, just smart business to say, if even it's a year or two years, sound me back yeah, help him out a little bit, hope that he has that fills the potential as Chris was talking about. And if he doesn't, then you just go sound. Well, you've got three years left on your contract, put you for sale. That's another potentially five ten million on your on your price tag. And also Liverpool, people are still crying out for another fielder in, in Liverpool's ranks. You can't afford to have someone else go for free the season after and lose a midfielder. It's going to be interesting, Chris, how they value him in terms of a salary. Like, you talk about rewards and players and stuff like that. Like, can you reward Naby for what he's done since he joined Leipzig? Do you try and get him down to a similar wage he's on now? Would he be willing to accept yeah, it? Yeah, similar like, wage. That, but, would he, but from his point of view, is he accepting that? Can he go and get more elsewhere? You know what I mean? Like, that's an interesting one for, for Julian Ward and Coach to the side because I don't think he deserves... I don't think he's as bad as some people think he is, but I don't think he's one who you can say, right, like Mo Salah after one year just got given double as though because everyone just knew he was amazing. But find out what Naby's value is in terms of a salary is going to be interesting. That, that, that almost sets a benchmark for everyone else because you talk about the, the Sadio Mane thing. The people were unwilling to make the benchmark £300,000 a week. If Naby Keita takes it to 150, whatever it is, then there's the new benchmark because I'm well, everyone does like 10 lads going, well, I'm well better than him. That's an interesting point for them to yeah. work from, isn't for, it? For me, it's a similar wage. It, I think it's canny business. I think Ross is right, to be honest with you. I think it's a case of, look, right now, from the outside looking in, Liverpool haven't signed a midfielder. And you can quite easily turn around to Naby Keita if you want to and say, look, you're the guy. You're the guy that you know. That's this is you're the reason we've not signed the midfielder. Whether you're going to go and sign a midfielder next year or not, quite honestly, to be brutal business wanker about it all, tie him down for that extra year, maybe two years on a similar wage, buy yourself some value in the transfer market if you want to sell him later on. If you don't, great, you've got a player there that you're comfortable with uh, while you decide who the next piece of the puzzle is. So for me, it isn't so much. It's a we know that you can still fulfil your potential contract for him. It's not a you have fulfilled your potential. Yeah. Here's more. Here's just, more dough. Just yeah. to clarify on that, by the way, our, our mates at this Sanfield say Kaiser's he's actually expires in 2023. And I don't. Yeah. Sometimes there's options and all that kind of stuff involved. We don't know, but yeah. So essentially, another year left before the before Is the it Ox, 2023 as well, isn't it? Yeah, Bobby for me. Yeah. So it's June, that, July yeah. 2023. So yeah. we've got one more season of him. Yeah, before he could leave. For not. So he's I, in the same boat as Mo Salah, essentially. Also, just going back to the the amount that he's, he's going to get paid when he goes into these negotiations, he's going to need evidence or something on his side. To say I deserve 200, 170, whatever it is. He hasn't got that. He, has, he hasn't got it. No. no, he hasn't. And I think it's fair to say, like, I don't think he's crap. 
And I think he's a good player, but I think he's underwhelming is the one. Well, I think when he's at his best, Chris, he is unbelievable. And I think he does get on Liverpool's best team. I think when how he plays, coming on at very late notice in the Carabao Cup final, I thought he was really good. I thought he was excellent against City in the semi-final as well. You've seen the glimpses of it. Man United away as well. He's excellent, excellent. Yeah, brilliant. That's the Nabi Keita. Liverpool need to figure out somehow whether it's with bonuses or whatever. Eat that out of him because if he's that, there's absolutely no question. If he'd have been like that for two years, he'd be getting the, the talk like we talk about Thiago mm. because at his best, he's unbelievable, but his floor is so low and that's where it's hard to value these players because if, even if he was somewhere in the middle more often than not, you'd kind of have a rough estimation. It's because he fluctuates so much. That's why I think that's why the frustration with Nabi sometimes I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think it goes back to something you were saying on an earlier topic today. Nabi Keita's got the ability to play at a world-class level, but he's not world-class because world-class for me, you need to have that ability and you need to have the consistency to put it together for one or two years. All the time. All the time. And that's the difference you know, Wayne Alden was consistent every single week. You knew what you were getting of him. Probably didn't have as high a ceiling as Naby Keita, but his floor was so much higher, wasn't it? And, and that's the, and that's the sort of point, isn't it? Naby Keita on his day is unplayable, but he doesn't have his day often enough. Yeah, I think he's also tarred with the Villa and Real Madrid games where he comes off at half time. Where ultimately it could have been anyone in either of those games. It could but, have he but he was capping them. But but he was. But so were so were ten other lads. He was he ga- it was it, what, yeah, what, ten what, other lads in the Real Madrid game were definitely crap yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. You, but it's right. him that comes off. Even in Villarreal, he was the same first half. But again, it was all of them. He could have yeah. done any. He could have done any change. He could have made any change he wanted, and he stuck with he stuck with Naby, and he got rewarded for it in the second half. Be interesting to see like, again terms and wages and stuff on both of these because these are essentially at the moment. This isn't like Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, Chris, where you you're trying to tie down a first team nailed on player. It's going to be interesting to see how Liverpool set the benchmark of wages for essentially backups. Mm. Now, be at the moment as a backup player, he shouldn't be. I think he's talented enough to be in the team. I think as a footballer, I actually think he's more talented than Jordan Henderson as a pure footballer. But the all-round package just hasn't been there, and consistency is one of the reasons. Joe Gomez, I think, is fantastic, but he hasn't been at the levels of Duvers right away. Liverpool are now going to be placing a value on backup players. You talk about setting markets of contracts. It's going to be interesting to see what, what Liverpool think a backup player is worth in in twenty twenty two. I'm not so I'm not so certain that it's about a backup player. To be honest with you, I think he can force his way into the both side. Of them, both of them. Yeah, but like I'm I'm sort of looking at it and going, what does Nunes do to this Liverpool side, and how do we change? Are we moving away from the false nine that's going to that's going to get into that attacking midfielder position? Because if Nunes is the tip of the spear and plays like the tip of the spear, proper plays like a number nine, maybe drifts out to the left-hand side, then I think the biggest thing that Liverpool might need is a lad who arrives late in the box. And Naby Keita is the best of our midfielders at arriving late in the box. He just doesn't tend to put loads of them away at the moment. But but he gets into the better positions of all the midfielders. So if our front three changes slightly, does that open up more space for Naby Keita to become a better version of himself? If the space Naby can be like he is at Old Trafford, where yeah. he just runs the Almost game. Almost like a Gundogan is for City at times. Yeah. 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 You know, they, they, they've got the best midfield runners in the league, Man City. Naby Keita is the only one of ours I would put into the same sort of bracket as theirs in that regard. That's what they naturally want to do. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe Gundogan didn't naturally want to do it, but he's very, very good at it regardless. Naby Keita likes to get in there onto the penalty spot. And if Nunes is dragging players, maybe that opens up that role for him. Yeah, mm. fingers crossed. On there, uh, Joe Gomez, sorry, I think we'll see a lot more of him next this season. This, this season, season. Upcoming yeah. season. Upcoming season. Okay, let's go with that. Uh, purely because I think people forget how, how bad his injury actually was 
and it's always compared to Van Dijk and Van Dijk's just come back and he's an, he's an animal isn't he but I think it's also been helped the fact that Canati's come in and played his part scored goals he's been fit Joel Matip was again you know I could seem to rave about how good he was last season the pressure wasn't on Joe Gomez to be rushed back into, into football so whereas now Again, with five subs, you've got the option of Joe Gomez right back. You know, it's going to be hard to displace Canate, I reckon, this season for anybody. Yeah. I, I'm a yeah. massive Matip fan. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't the think think I those games yeah. are the same. There's, there's uh, cup games or the five subs. It's like we've got Joe Gomez there. There's, there's more and the right use, back stuff. There's, there's more of a use for him this season than there was last season. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Liverpool are three up in a game if Joe Gomez does half an hour right back more often because yeah. you can't always take your. You, you, you always Jurgen subs. You could always you always change one of the front two, one of them in field, and there was a spare. One which was awfully even in midfield or strike depending on the game yeah. was going now he's got five he can look after Trent more he can even look after the centre half more as well so yeah I, I'm with you on that I'm, I'm, I've still got high hopes for Joe Gomez I think there's, a, there's plenty there for him opportunities going to be hard to come by but like that, that's, that's when you play for Liverpool that, that's where we are right, um, let's do the wrap up then I mentioned before about Podcast Extra that'll be streaming on Redmen Plus a bit later on a few more of your questions that we didn't use for the kickoff questions I'm going to find out what Ross's horrendous joke was as well I'll, I'll, I'll push us on that uh, before we wrap up then any other business Chris how was, uh, was Father's Day did you have a good Father's, Father's Day? Day was good I saw you grilling lots of meat and drank a lot of beer and um, that was fantastic went to United Trials last night in Manchester as well that was pretty fucking cool that was a proper rock concert they were brilliant actually um, I love that you're a rocker because you don't you don't have the persona of one but then when, when I've seen you have to, I've seen you with that in that environment and it is very much in it I'm, I'm, I reckon that's a um, a good quality to have. Yeah, I like it. Your ability to change it's it. Like a chameleon, you're adapted to your surroundings very, very well. Yeah, I like that. Okay, nice. It's okay. a rock out with you. Shadow Legend out. <laughs> 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 How'd you get on? Get it a nice Father's Day? Uh, a card, uh, some chocolates, a pillow with Alexa's face on it, which is pretty cool. It says, I love you on it. Oh, that was, oh that's, yeah, that's pretty cute. much it, yeah. Don't ruin that. No. My kids went down Don't. the other... My kids went- <laughs> Oh, even do, do, don't say that. My kids, my kids don't didn't go down the sentimental route. Oh, my missus, they went down the. I've got a pair of trainers and some sweets. Uh, um, do you know me well? It's I'm a damn a good job. Alexa didn't get Ross's sock with a face on, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck oh, hell. that's his daughter, man. Even I can't. Even I wouldn't go that low. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, it's just weird, mate. Yeah, not until I get home. <laughs> and then he cries I mean, look what my boss was saying to me on the internet live yeah. when there's a tribunal there's video evidence of this yeah. we had a super chat thanks very much to Scott Hawks I'm looking forward to an exciting season and I hope that someone is treating you all well $30 thanks very much Scott uh-huh. someone treating you well well yeah very well yeah besides newfound hay fever yeah this, yeah hay fever Let's talk, can we talk about the glasses because yeah. a lot of people we've had a lot of comments about the glasses like Liam health and safety glasses Liam, Liam called them that's basically what Quad Bod says. It looks like you forgot to take your safety glasses off. Yeah. Talk to me about the glasses. What's made the change? You've gone from contacts or whatever. No, just contact. not wearing them. No. I don't just, think you had glasses on. Just being, from being blind and not being able to see. I like them, no, you know. I've had, I'm, I've I'm a fan. I've had glasses for two years. Yeah, but you never wear them on shows and I stuff. I know, but then when I see, I was doing another eye test and he's like, when do you wear them? I was like, I don't really. And he's like, stop wearing your glasses. That's why you have glasses. That's why you have prescription. <laughs> it's like, okay, so. That's a good point. Oh, well by presented. the way, I can give you that. Um, have you had your new eye test yet? No. I can give you that ticket. Okay, we could do this off, off air. Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> this, doesn't, this isn't great. We're talking about spec savers. He's passing me them for 20% off, I think. 50. Fantastic. 50? Yeah. Oh, wow. oh, fucking right. Yeah. Do you want to see what I look like in Ross's glasses? Yeah, do you. Yeah. He tried them on last week. You're getting them on, yeah? yeah right, you, you, YouTube. Little clops. All right, yeah. 
He, he looks better than him than you do. <laughs> oh, I like him in the Ross, to be honest. It's I just, like him as well. It's a bold statement, changing your glasses. It's yeah. so hard. Like, you won't have, you won't have this. Like. But the first time I went in, I went in by myself because it was it was like middle of COVID. I was like, I've never worn glasses before. What the fuck do I pick? And I'm, I'm very much I like, I want to be two minutes in the fucking shop so I fucking know what I fucking do. Turned out like I'm guessing, right I, again, I can't relate to this one. It's like getting a haircut. But like a drastic one again, I can't relate. Yeah, yeah I can't relate to that either. No, but in, in general, a change of glasses—that's a big move. So I, yeah. I applaud it. I think you. Look, I think you look good. And it's I get, tough. It's a statement changing your glasses. It's and it's it's horrendous. Like, did you just buy two pairs the same? No. See, I, that's what I did. That's my technique in Specsavers. Yeah. It's hard enough picking one pair. Wow. So I just pick one pair and get two pairs that are exactly the same because yeah. I can't be arsed with it. Like, again, thankfully, the only part of my body that works well is my eyes. I say thankfully. I'm I mean, you've got two kids. I'm thankful that oh, the eyes still work. Wait, what was this when I said you've got two kids? You sort of gave I, it a line, like, have I? <laughs> have I, now? I do have two, I do have <laughs> Happy two kids. Happy stepfather's day. I, I do have two kids. You're not a Jaffa. You're not seedless. No, I'm not. There's a conversation to be had with the missus, the way she's trying to make me one. But no. Yeah. So for now... Let's see if it goes anyway. You've only been married a week. Yeah, honestly. It's, it's, well, if she had her way, it'd be on, they'd be on the mantelpiece right now. Oh, oh right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah they're, like, metaphorically, they already are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been married a week. <laughs> <time. laughs> yeah, but, but physically, do you want to Put the ring well? on and take your balls off. <laughs> yes, one, yeah, that is it. Right. Um, mentioned before about Redmen Plus. Obviously, I want to give you guys a quick heads up on what's happening over there. Obviously, the content's changed with being the summer. Today is the first ever episode of the summer transfer show it'll usually stream on a monday it was a tuesday today because we were all having a nice couple of days off but yeah we're talking about liverpool and their midfielders do they need to buy one will they buy one the future of alex oxley chamberlain who has been in and out more than like someone doing the okie cokey apparently he's back in again for a little bit of, as well some Asensio news some minamino stuff some nico williams stuff as well that'll all be on red men plus later this afternoon obviously available in video and podcast form as is chris Estacio on nunez as is expert insight with ali Beg about calvin ramsey as is expert insight with andrew beasley about carvalho and nunez as well so yeah you guys who love your transfers i am one of you i am very much a transfer head it is all there for you over on redmenplus.com summer transfers you'll be out every single week um before we shoot off then just a quick reminder can you can I ask you a favor to grab that yeah for those wondering on audio that wasn't me asking him to touch my my raised shadow legend <laughs> it was very much oh you've turned the light off that was amazing <laughs> It's fine, we'll go, oh, we're back. Here we go, Christian Eyes up. That is a signed shirt by Alison Becker, by Kevin Kelleher, by Peter Luger, whose name I forgot at the moment there. Adrian's on there as well, as is John Achterbeek, as is Jack Robertson, and as is Tafarel. Tafarel's autograph, how cool is that World Cup winning goalkeeper? Basically all of Liverpool's goalkeeping department from last season. If you want a chance to win that, all you have to do is become a Redmen Plus club legend subscriber you get all the access to the content that the club captains get but you get some cool added perks as well including access into that draw so yeah head on over to redmenplus.com get yourselves involved you're, you're getting really good at that other than turn the light off yeah I, I thought you meant this I thought yeah you were good at that really yeah. well you did oh, well. <laughs> it's flopped uh,
Story of your life. <laughs> At the biggest moment, it let you down, right? Do, if you've uh, watched on YouTube, do, do us a favour, give the video a like, give it a thumbs up, make sure you subscribe as well. If you're listening on podcast, do give us a five-star review as well on whatever your app is. It really does help us out, yeah? We're now off to talk about the things we couldn't talk about on YouTube over on Podcast Extra. Again, on Redmen Plus, do come and join us. Chris, Ross, absolute pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. We'll be back next week with the Redmen Podcast. Until then, see you soon.